Salutations, friends. And welcome to another episode of Nerddom. 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 And knowledge. 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 A first pick for podcast. Last picked in Dodgeball. I'm James. I'm Jerry. And today we're going to be talking about Venom. No, not Snake Venom. Um, The character Venom. Yes. From the Marvel Universe. Uh, Indeed. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this is going to be a fun one. Uh, we've done character retrospectives, character spotlights in the past, so it's nothing new. You guys know the, pre- the, 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 premise. the premise of the whole thing. We're going to talk about the history of the character, how he came to be, who he is, uh, up until present day. Then we're going to talk about his abilities, uh, you know, touch on some of those things, other cool stuff about him that you might not be aware of. Um, you know, because uh, Venom right now, pretty popular, has always been popular in, in, in you know, the public media type thing. Uh, he's always been one of those cool characters everybody seems to like, uh, a la Deadpool or something like that. So, uh, Just a real quick um, disclaimer. We are not going to deep dive into the symbiotes themselves. We will talk no. about them a little bit. We will mention them. That is an episode in and of itself. Indeed it is. We're here to talk about one symbiote. That's Venom. That's what we're doing. Uh, But before we get started with that, uh, we do want to say a special thank you to our show's latest sponsor, Southern Defense Martial Arts, based in Rockingham, North Carolina. Uh, They teach children in our cardiac for discipline and self-defense. If you're looking to get in shape for the new year, because technically it still is a new year, we haven't hit the halfway point yet, or you just want to master the martial arts, give them a try. You can check them out on Facebook at Southern Defense Martial Arts. Uh, You can check them out on the web at SouthernDefenseMartialArts.com or SouthernSportKarate.com, where you are able to purchase your own uh, DVDs to learn in the comfort of your own home. And soon to be offering online classes. Indeed. Uh, next, we're going to dive into some friends of the podcast. We're going to start with Kalis Boutique on Facebook. That's K-A-Y-L-I-C-E-B-O-U-T-I-Q-U-E on Facebook. Indeed. Uh, they carry clothing and accessories for babies and toddlers. So if there's a new addition to the family or one on the way or just one that's recently come to the family, yeah. uh, you can pick up some very, very fashionable, very cute, adorable clothing and accessories for babies and toddlers. Just go check out Kalis Boutique on Facebook. And remember, folks, that is Kalis Boutique, where the selection is unique. That rhymes. Indeed, it does. And you can also do a special uh, favor to us and go check out our friends at JoyConGamers.com. Uh, you can find them on Twitter and Facebook at JoyConGamers, or you can check them out on their website, JoyConGamers.com. And when you go there, you're going to find news for gamers by gamers. And honestly, where else do you want to get your gaming news from? A symbiote? No, I mean, if he's paired with a gamer before, like, he'll have a bunch of gaming knowledge. But otherwise, I mean, he really doesn't even have hands by himself. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, but technically, I guess he could morph into hands if he wanted to. I guess. But then he doesn't have eyes to see the TV. Like, you see what we're getting at here? Like, he needs to be paired with somebody who knows what they're doing in order for him to work. Right. So that's what we're getting at. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, times like this, I just wonder what I did with my damn life. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> We made some damn good decisions because we're getting here to get to talk about fun shit. So, yeah, there we this go. This is true. This is true. But we do have one more friend we need to say a special thank you to. Indeed, we do. Uh, you can find them on YouTube at youtube.com slash Final Harps. Indeed. You can find them on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Final Harps. You're damn right. And you can find them on TikTok at, guess what? Final, Final Harps. And he has this amazing interview show he does on Twitch, which is called The Final So good, but yes, uh, <clears throat> yeah. So, Final Harps uh, is a uh, mogul 
of social media. He can teach you how to do what you want to do on social media. Just go check out his videos. And as previously mentioned, uh, check out his interview show, The Final Hour. James has been a two-time guest. I am soon to be a one-time guest. Uh, we're going to talk about you know what we do, and he's going to ask us questions. And he's already done it with James. You can go check that out, too. Uh, please give him a shout-out. We would appreciate it. Thank you. Absolutely. But speaking of social media... The we best, got some social media, don't we? We do, but the best part about it is now is I've only got to tell you one thing now. You want to check out our social media and go see what platforms you can follow us on, you just got to go to one place, my friends, and that is nerddomandknowledge.com. The website is back active again. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So go check it out. Find all of our uh, social medias there. Find links to our Teespring store, to our Patreon, the whole nine yards. It's all there waiting on you. Uh, you also can contact us by email at that webpage. But as always, if there's anything you want to tell us, you just got to tell us one thing, and you can send it to nerdomandknowledge at gmail.com. That's N-E-R-D-O-M-A-N-D-K-N-O-W-L-E-D-G-E at G-M-A-I-L dot C-O-M. Yeah, and if you remember from last week's episode when Kenny was just dumbfounded about by hearing him spell it in person, it is that great. Like, when you see it, it is that good. So remember that. And just real quick, uh, we're not going to take a lot of time to talk to you about Patreon, but uh, as announced on our TikTok Live, we are doing a Patreon giveaway. Yep. Uh, what we are doing is is every dollar donation will get you one entry. Once you hit $10, it's double entries. We are, at the moment, giving away a pair of Yeats sunglasses. Yes. Uh, and a $25 Amazon gift card. Now, more prizes may be added later. Yes, but as, as, of right as now, we move up the chain of donations, we make it to a, a, a higher amount, I will add some stuff on. Uh, but as of right now, it is a retail value $45 pair of shades mm-hmm. and a $25 Amazon gift card. So, there you go. Uh, dollar entry, $10 or more, get you double entries. Uh, get your entries in. That's how you do it. Yeah, so we'll, we'll give you some info for that so you'll be good to go. Yep. And where does that put us now? Uh, time for our first commercial break, I think. No, we got to no. do the first thing first. Oh, yeah. the first thing first, yes. Yeah. So it's time for everybody's second favorite part of the show. Oh, shit. I had the sound turned down. <coughs> Wait for it to finish. And now it's time for everybody's second favorite part of the show. The Nerd Nest. But da da da. I don't think we can top last week's gift. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. So what what we're going to do is uh, yeah. we're just going to make it real simple, folks. Uh, you're going to get a copy of Tom Hardy's Venom and Venom 2, There Will Be Carnage. Yes, which are fantastic movies, by the way. They're great. Um, I really, really enjoy the dynamic they made between uh, Eddie and Venom, like their whole thing going on. It's fantastic. Um, And Let There Be Carnage probably, I mean, let's be honest, he could have used a little work, but, you know, Woody Harrelson as Cletus Cass, it was pretty spot on for me. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, And, of course, uh, Venom 2 did set up for a few other things that could be coming down the road in the Venomverse. So. Indeed, and let's not forget about, well, no, we, yeah, it's been long enough, the, the far from, the, the No Way Home. Yeah. Uh, after yeah. credit scene, that whole thing going on, so yeah. So the Venomverse leaking into the Spider-Verse, which could. Which is leaking into the MCU, so. But, but you know how the Sony MCU relationship has been rocky over the last yeah. 10 years, so. Yeah. Who knows? We're going we're gonna to mention that. We're going to say possible. But the chance. The chance is there. The chance is there. Very yes, good chance. Both films going into the Nerd Nest for you to enjoy. All you got to do is get your Nerd Nest keyword. Now, of course, we're not going to give that to you until the end of the episode, and when you get that keyword, you're just going to drop it in the body of an email. You're going to send that email to one of the two email addresses that we mentioned earlier. Easy peasy, lemon, lemon squeezy. squeezy. 
Absolutely. So now, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for our first commercial break. Yeah, so we're going to zip away from the microphones, and then we're going to zip right back. Yeah! Hey, folks, it's James. And Jerry. From the Nerd Demon Knowledge Podcast, and we're here to talk to you about IT Services and Networking, LLC. If you need a fresh install or just some upgrades to your existing network, owner-operator Will Clark has got you covered. That's right. You can find them on the web at www.itservicesandnetworking.com or you can reach them by phone at area code 910-461-7145. You won't find a better company to handle your IT needs. No, you won't. Yeah! And we're back. Ooh, that was fast. That was fast. That's a fast. I got whiplash. Oh, Lord, my hat turned around. Hold on. Let me fix I that. Know, right? Okay, Ooh. there we go. All right. Where are my glasses? Oh, they're in my butt. I went too fast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but uh, now it's time for everybody's favorite part of the show. Fun facts. Fun facts. Super duper fun facts. Because these facts are fun. Yay! So we got some pretty good ones right now. Uh, so these are Venom fun facts. So because it originally bonded with Peter Parker, Venom can evade his spider sense. So it's actually pretty neat. Uh, when they came up with the idea for Venom, uh, the guy had the idea. He felt like uh, Venom's whole, I mean, Spider-Man's whole superpower thing, spider sense, basically made him invulnerable. Nothing could hit him because he always saw it coming. So his idea was, what if there was an enemy who could just flat out get around that? Just completely bypass his spider sense. Spider-Man could never see him coming. Like, that was the idea. That is what birthed Venom. So, yep. Uh, number two, despite being a generally ruthless creature, the symbiote is incapable of lying. It doesn't understand the concept. It's not because it's tr- it's a good person or a good no. being. It just it doesn't understand the concept of lying. Yeah, it I mean, it, it's it, bonded with humans for God knows how long, but it doesn't get lying. Like it just doesn't do it. So. Like it will argue with its host. Why did we say that? Yes. We, that, that's not what we're going to do. We're planning on killing them. No, but you don't tell them that. Why? It, it doesn't understand. Yeah, just why not just do it? That's what it gets. Like yeah. on, uh, Brutal honesty is a good way to put it. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so at one point, the symbiote bonded with a dinosaur and became, and no, we're not kidding, Venomsaurus Rex. You can't make this shit up. No, you really no somebody can't. did. Somebody, somebody did. did. Uh, it was in the uh, the Old Man Logan uh, series. Some of you may remember that there is a place in the X-Men universe, nay, in the Marvel universe, referred to as the Savage Land, uh, where dinosaurs still exist. And it bonded with one there. So, there you go. Yeah. But for, for just for a brief moment, think about how fucking terrifying a venomized T-Rex would be. A T-Rex with a symbiote. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm shitting my pants right now. How yeah. about you? Yeah, a little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm little, gonna, turtle, I, that, little turtle head. That, yeah, that guy's got the right idea. He wore the brown pants. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Uh, next, for some reason, chocolate is able to curb Venom's desire to consume raw flesh. Don't ask us. Yeah, I mean, it was chocolate's good. Chocolate's real good. Don't get me wrong. So, yeah, I mean, who knows? Chocolate just makes everybody happy. Apparently, even symbiotes. Yeah, there you go. So, after Flash Thompson takes the symbiote, Venom showed that he had the capability to control cars, giving us the debut of, and we wish we were making this up, the Venom-mobile. As if the Batmobile... No, the Batmobile's cool. Batmobile's the jo- dope. The Joker-mobile, not bad. Not yeah. bad. The yeah. Thanos-copter. Yeah. We're, we're crossing the line here, but okay. And now, the Venom-mobile. Yeah, and it is exactly what you think it is. It's a Venomized car. That's- yes. That's what it, you, you, what you're I mean, picturing in your head is exactly what it was. Yeah, and, and don't get me wrong; it looks cool, but the concept is just like, can, can we not? Yeah, 
We really couldn't, but we had to. Somebody did anyway. Yeah. And this last one, holy <laughs> shit. All right. Okay, folks, let me preface this before I read it. This was a different time. Yeah. It was a different time. And this is also not the opinion or the views of Nerdman Knowledge. Let me go ahead and put that out there. Yes. So, Venom was originally supposed to be a woman, specifically a pregnant woman, whose husband was killed by a taxi driver who got distracted by Spider-Man and would have lost the baby due to trauma. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Well, that, that's not the part we're warning like, you You want about. to talk about tragic backstory. Not, yeah. But it gets worse, folks. Just, again, not our view. Yeah. Not our view. This is what the original writers of Venom thought. But one of Marvel's editors didn't think a woman would be a viable Spider-Man foe. Okay, we hear the hissing. Hold your horses. Yep. Put the claws back. Not us. We've already said it. Not the view of Nerdman Knowledge. And this was a completely different time. Yes. It was way back in the day. So Yes. So... Because you got to remember how long ago Spider-Man debuted with the black suit, which was when the idea for Venom was created. So, what, early 80s? Over 30 years ago. Late Easy. 70s, early 80s, yeah. Yeah, at least 40 years ago, probably. So. Yeah. We've made, we've made great strides in equality since then. we got a long ways to go, but yeah. this is like, you know, from there to here, pretty good. I'm going to say that out loud. Not, not, not absolutely terrible at all. No, not. So, having gone through the fun facts, now, my friends, it's time for the main event. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Nerdman Knowledge proudly presents to you, uh, we got a stage five clinger here. <laughs> now, so for those of you who have seen the movie Wedding Crashers, you know that the stage five clinger is somebody who you know won't let go of you. This is a symbiote. You get it. Now, you get it. If you notice, when we finished up the fun facts, we didn't do our normal. Weren't those fun? So they were fun and facts. Fact, we yeah. we didn't do that because of that last fact. We figured yeah, yeah, it was not, definitely not, not fun. It was a fact. Now, it, it now some fun. of the other facts were fun, but yeah. that last one we kind of went, no, let's not do that. Yeah. So, now we're going to talk about Venom. Venom the symbiote, not Venom the spider thing, or Venom the, you know, uh, snake thing. Venom, okay? Symbiote, Venom. So, Venom is a name given to a symbiotic life form uh, that bonds to a human host, giving them enhanced abilities and superpowers. It originates from the planet Clintar, which you don't find out until much later about that, Mm -hmm. and is part of a race of symbiotes that ostracized Venom after he bonded with the host and it altered his personality. So he came back and was like, hey guys, and they're like, you're different. We don't like you now. Get out of here. That sucks. Yeah, so like, you know, it's, it, it was his home planet. He was banished from it. So he ends up, you know, on Earth. Yep, so. pretty much. Well, not technically first on Earth. He ends up somewhere else. James and uh, I'm going to get you to there. Uh, he then finds himself on Battleworld. Uh those of you, if you don't know, read the comics. Look yep. up Battleworld, read the comics. Battleworld is synonymous with War World in, um, <clears throat> in uh, DC Comics. Yeah. It's a place where uh, uh, basically a superpower pits people against each other to watch them fight. So. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, a distracted Peter Parker is trying to use a machine he thinks is going to fix his costume. But in actuality, all it does is it winds up freeing the symbiote that bonds with Peter. Yeah, so now a, a lot of folks see that and they're wondering, well, how did he not know that he was bonded with an alien life form? He thought he was using a machine that was going to fix his suit. Like, he thought that's what it was going to be. 
And he so just when, went, it, he when just it turned went, black, he was like, oh, cool, this is what the machine does. Okay, yeah. no problem. Now, uh, thinking it was just a new suit, Parker continued to wage his war against crime. But as he wore the suit, though, he began to notice that his mood was changing, and he was always tired. He tried to remove the suit, but he couldn't. Yeah, so it turns out that while he was asleep, the symbiote was using his body to go out and do hood rat shit. That's why he was always tired. He was never actually sleeping. Yeah. He just wasn't aware of what was going on. So Reed Richards, Mr. Fantastic, eventually used sonic waves to remove the suit, uh, which then left Peter to find none other than Eddie Brock, a discredited news reporter that hated Peter Parker for getting him fired. Basically, uh, Eddie wrote a story, um, and he outed the wrong source. So Peter, uh, who for some reason uh, wrote a story this time, even though he was a photographer, uh, the piece he wrote showed that Eddie was a fraud, uh, so Eddie got fired. So when he finds the symbiote, their mutual hate, hatred for Parker made them perfect match. Like, you hate Peter Parker? Me too. Sweet, did let's we be just, best buddies. Did we just become, become best, best friends? friends? Oh, by the way, uh, since I was bonded with Spider-Man, I'm going to let you know that Peter Parker is Spider-Man, uh, and you get all of uh, Spider-Man's powers. So there you go. And not only that, we can get around his spider sense. How you like that? Exactly. Uh, so speaking of which, from his time with Parker, Venom gave his hosts Spider-Man's powers and the ability to negate his spider sense. Uh, but his time as a villain began to grow weary, though, and through his bond with Parker, Venom began to long for a better way of life. He remembered what it was like to be a hero, to do heroic things, and he wanted that again. He needed that again. Uh, this goes to a uh, theory that started to come out in the comic books about the time that Venom was coming to this realization, which was not only does the host affect the, uh, or not only does the symbiote affect the host, but the host also affects the symbiote. Yeah, so it's a, one of the things in the comic book is that uh, the symbiote does not control you. It only amplifies your feelings, your desires. Now, it does twist them towards a darker path but it doesn't make you do anything you wouldn't do anyways uh, right now this winds up leading to an anti-hero phase for the two of them which lasted for quite a while mm -hmm. eventually Venom leaves Eddie and ends up with Mac Gargan aka Scorpion yes. for a brief time and goes back to being a villain again leaning heavily into the cannibalism yeah so, for those of you who have, who have seen the films, uh, you know that Venom has a thing for eating people. It's kind of it's kind of his thing. It's it's what he likes to do. So yeah, yeah. Matt Gargan was like, "Fuck yeah, that's sounds great. Let's do that." Now, um, the cannibalism uh, being uh, attached to Matt Gargan, eventually the Venom symbiote tries to reattach to Eddie, but Eddie's sickness drives it away, but not before forming Anti-Venom, a new alter ego for Eddie Brock. Yeah, so this is one of those uh, weird things that Marvel did. So uh, Eddie Brock has had cancer, um, and so there were remnants of the symbiote in his bloodstream because he had been bonded with Venom for so long. When Venom tried to reattach to Eddie, the Venom symbiote that was still in his body or the piece of it bonded with his white blood cells and created an anti-venom, for lack of a better term, to stop the symbiote from taking over. Only now, like, it grew into a full-fledged symbiote, so he had the full suit. It was a white version of Venom. I'm sure you've seen it uh, around somewhere. Mm -hmm. White with the black spider. Um, and that was Brock's new alter ego, was anti-venom. So. Absolutely. Uh, now, the symbiote winds up in the hands of the military. Lord knows nothing could go wrong there. No, no, not at all. 
and becomes bonded to Flash Thompson, now a paraplegic war vet that still wanted to serve his country. So some of you uh, may remember from the films or if you're fans of the comic books or even the new Spider-Man movies that Flash Thompson is a bit of a nemesis or a foil for Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's the popular kid in high school in the original films and the comic books. He's a star athlete, Mary Jane's boyfriend type thing. Um, and so he's always been envious of Flash. Peter Parker has. Uh, so now he ends up being bonded to the uh, Venom symbiote. Uh, so they became Agent Venom. Uh, they used drugs to suppress Venom's more sinister urges, and they urged Flash to keep his emotions in check. Now, if you haven't read uh, any of the Agent Venom series, please do. They are fantastic comic books, okay? Um, Eddie lose, loses both of his legs uh, in a war accident after joining the military, so they decide to make him the perfect, I mean, Flash does, sorry. And so he becomes the perfect candidate because the symbiote grows his legs back for him uh, and allows him to operate. Uh, so they also couldn't remain bonded for more than 48 hours uh, unless the symbiote began to influence him. So after 48 hours, they would bring him back in from the field and separate the two of them so they didn't uh, you know, have any issues. But uh, there was one particular episode, uh, episode issue uh, where they got lost in the jungle. And so Eddie wakes up after the 40, I mean, Flash wakes up after the 48-hour period, and now he can hear the symbiote talking to him because the drugs have started to wear off. Um, you know, and he, he was very close to death and the symbiote healed him. So they start to bond in that way. It's a really fantastic comic book series. Uh, if you get the chance, go back and read it. It's fantastic stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I'll finish up by letting you know, eventually the military separated them and he once again found himself bonded with his favorite person, Mr. Eddie Brock. Indeed. So it's always good to come back home. Uh, however, uh, current uh, storylines in the Marvel Universe, as far as Venom goes, Venom's current host is Dylan Brock, Eddie's son. Indeed. So you would think that, um, considering that he didn't have a child when he bonded to um, Venom for the first time, that he maybe would have had this child during his bond with the symbiote? Possibly. So maybe there's a connection there? Who knows? Maybe. So that's that's like the overview of Venom. That's that brings us to Venom, current day Venom. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, Venom, uh, well, these are his powers and abilities. Okay. So Venom gives its user super strength, speed, enhanced reflexes, limited shape shifting, adaptive camouflage, autonomous defenses, and because of his bond with Peter Parker, all of Spider Man's abilities. So now what we mean by that limited shape-shifting, you've obviously seen the films where he can turn his hands into blades or grow tentacles out of his back to grab a hold of things, um, you know, turn his fingers into claws, he can elongate his jaw, uh, that kind of thing. Um, the adaptive camouflage is kind of neat. They haven't showed this in the films yet, really, uh, but he can basically like use his body to show you a picture of what's behind him for effect, rendering him invisible. It's one of the things he can do. Uh, think more along the lines of the um, uh, in uh, the Avengers, the uh, yeah, ship, the Quinjet, the not Quinjet. the Quinjet, the uh, the freaking um, helicarrier. The helicarrier. Yeah. the helicarrier. What it does is it has the uh, 
basically it has the cameras on the bottom or the monitors on the bottom that show the image that is coming from directly above that particular screen. Yeah, it's like refractive technology type right. thing. Uh, now, autonomous defenses, uh, that is the fact that the symbiote is uh, aware of the environment around it. It can see and hear, uh, so it can defend you without you being aware of it. It's almost like its own version of spider sense. Like you see this, this uh, in the movie um, uh, Venom with uh, Ed Hardy. Uh, Tom Hardy. Why did I say Ed Hardy? Fuck, Eddie Brock. I got to mix in my head. But Tom Hardy, uh, when he's in the apartment and the guys are attacking him and the tentacles are shooting out and grabbing people, pulling him forward, moving him back, getting him out of the way of things, and he's not controlling any of it. It's the symbiote doing it on his behalf. Yeah, so. like Eddie keeps throwing his hands up and Venom keeps forcing him to put his hands down. What are you doing? Yeah. And what Eddie's are you like, doing? I'm, I'm surrendering. Surrendering. No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> he has shit you haven't seen yet. I love that movie. It's fantastic. <laughs> So uh, his weaknesses are fire and sound. I mean, we've seen this uh, numerous times in numerous iterations. Uh, Spider-Man 3, the movie that shall not be named, when he slams all the poles into the ground around Venom and then hits him with the other pole and, you know, makes the sound, whatever, when he's in the bell tower and the bell goes off and he pops off. Uh, when they do the same thing in the current Venom film with the audio and everything like that, same thing with Carnage. Um, all of the, for the most part, all of the symbiotes are... are susceptible to fire and sound it's kind of their two things they can't stand yeah uh and he also becomes casually uh, easily distracted rather uh by violence uh if he like sees you know people being bad things somebody getting beat up in a fight or carnage or war going on not carnage the symbiote but like actual carnage uh, that kind of thing it tends to distract him he uh gets focused on that and forgets what he's doing so Kind of like, you know, squirrel brain or shiny objects. There you go. Ooh, piece of candy. Ooh, Ooh piece of candy. candy. Ooh, piece of candy. That kind of thing. So. All right. Uh, now, uh, you would think that Venom would be enough in and of himself, but no. You would. Venom has offspring. Yes, children, as it were. Uh, now, offspring is a pretty loose term coming from Venom because actually it's little pieces of him have been lost along the way and for, actually born new symbiotes. Yeah, for lack of a better term, he's able to reproduce asexually. Correct. So there you go. The most famous of the offspring of Venom is Carnage. That's the one most widely known by everybody. As soon as we just said that name, all of you were like, oh yeah, I know that guy. Yep. Uh, now, that's not the only one though. No. Uh, we also have been given Scream, mm-hmm. Lasher, yep. Phage, mm-hmm. Agony, yes. Riot. Riot, actually, uh, if you remember the film, um, the first film, Venom, um, if I'm not mistaken, the one that he ends up with uh, facing off against is named Riot in the movie. Yeah. But according to comic book lore, he's actually an offspring of Venom. So. Right. Uh, and the last two are Mania. Uh, and sleeper. Yeah. Now the funny story about these is that remember that whole time when uh, when he was uh, taken in by the military and James told you what could go wrong. That's what went wrong. They forced him to reproduce and make more symbiotes. Yeah. So that's where all of those came from. The military is getting involved. Nothing possibly yeah, bad it's, can it's, come it's, of it's this. It's fine. Everything's fine. It's fine. And if House of Sherwood would he, were here, that's what she would be saying. Oh, it's, yeah. fine. it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Just pet it. It's fine. I want to pet it. I want to pet everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Okay, but yeah. Yeah, that's going to do it for the offspring so, of Venom. So now, like, we're aware Venom is a symbiote, but and he's been bonded to Eddie, and now he's bonded to Dylan. He was bonded to Flash, and he's been bonded to Peter Parker. But there are some other characters in the Marvel Universe that you might not be aware of the fact that at one time or another, we're bonded to Venom as well. Mm-hmm. So to kick it off, the first one, which is slightly terrifying, I'm not going to lie to you, uh, is Carol Danvers, a.k.a. Captain Marvel. Yeah. Now, we want you to remember, symbiotes do what? They enhance the abilities of the wearer. Yeah. So Captain Marvel is damn near invulnerable. Slap a symbiote on her. Now we're talking. Yeah. Okay. Just going to let that marinate with you for a minute. Yeah, just, you, you take all the time you need with that. Just, you know, go hug your children and wish them goodbye. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Do whatever you have to do to make your peace with the world. <laughs> Pretty much. We all fucked. That's all uh, I'm next one is General Ross. Yes, good old yes. General Thunderbolt Ross. Thunderbolt Ross, who winds up becoming the Red, Red Hulk. Hulk. Yes. Uh, but this was before Red Hulk. Thank God. Yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> That'd be even worse. Yeah. Oh, God. Venomized Hulk. No, no, no. No, now no, no. there was now yes there was a limited venomized Hulk storyline yep. a very short run but it was kind of like a what if storyline yes it's not actually considered like this actually happened it was kind of a what if yeah uh, thank so, God so the next one is uh, Doc Ock so there was a storyline uh, where Doctor Octavius and Peter Parker switched brains mm-hmm. uh, they would switch bodies their minds went in the other body and so uh, Doc Ock became aware of the fact that Spider Man and Peter Parker were the same person. Um, and so he began using his brain along with uh, Peter's abilities, referred to himself as the superior Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Well, he got his hands on the Venom symbiote. And yeah, there you go. That's all you need to know about that. that it, got, it got ugly. It was pretty fantastic. It was pretty nasty. Next, I am Groot. Yes, yes Groot. Yes. The, the Groot. Venom tree. <laughs> Venom Groot. Yes, we are Groot. Indeed we are. <laughs> Indeed we are, yeah. <laughs> and then, if that wasn't bad enough, the trash panda himself, Rocket Raccoon. Although, and, I got to admit, the idea of a Venom Raccoon is pretty fucking adorable. I want to see that. <coughs> well, on a regular raccoon, yes. On this particular one, no. Because, no. first of all, genius-level engineer. Yeah, and a murder hobo. Let's and a murder hobo. Yeah. Don't, don't give a fuck. Just doesn't. Zero fucks to give, my friend. Yep. Now, this next one is kind of interesting to me. Go ahead, Jerry. Uh, so, uh, no, this next one's yours, my friend. Oh, Johnny Storm. Johnny Storm, the human yeah. torch. So you would think that something that can be killed by fire would stay as far away from a human being who can burst into flame as possible. You'd be wrong. Uh, he bonded with Johnny Storm. He, he, he didn't know who Johnny was. But Johnny taught him real fast when he said, flame on, and yeah. There was, Venom had to run away. <laughs> yeah. It, it lasted like a couple of panels, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty funny. Um, you, if, if you get a, I like, I looked up these these like things online, you know, doing the research, and they had a little like snippet of talking about that, and it was basically like, ah, I'm going to take you and use you. Oh, really, flame on. Oh, God, Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Help me, Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. <clears throat> yep, pretty much. So now, if any of these have terrified you, okay, if any of them have terrified you. And did, don't, don't get me wrong, the very first one captain marvel yeah, that's pretty they, they, scary. they should bother you this next one should scare you down to the very depths of your soul and that is the fact that at one time the venom symbiote bonded with deadpool 
Holy this, shit. This should not scare you because of, well, I mean, it's dangerous. Let's it's, agree it's, it's dangerous. It's incredibly dangerous. It's incredibly dangerous, but it's random danger, yes. which is even worse. Because here's the thing, okay? You, you have to understand that when they're bonded, they're sharing thoughts, they're sharing feelings, they're sharing memories, which means the symbiote absorbs all of that knowledge and carries it with it to its next host. I want you to take as long as you need to think about the shit going through Deadpool's brain that's now part of the Venom symbiote. Yeah, uh, three personalities. Yeah, and the 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 best part about it was is that uh, if you if you read about it, Deadpool forcibly removed the symbiote from himself because, and I quote, "I don't want it to go crazy." <laughs> Those were his exact words. He's like, he didn't want the the symbiote to lose its mind because it would become too dangerous. That's why he parted ways with it. I'm too much of a monster for the monster to hang out with. <laughs> Now, don't get me wrong. He says the ne- that that one was scary, and it is. Uh-huh. It's fucking terrifying. These last three, holy shit! Yeah, yeah. These these are these might actually scare me a little worse than Captain yeah, the, Marvel. The, the last one is definitely like. Ooh. Next, uh, none other than the writer, yes, the Ghost Rider. Now it is the Robbie Reyes version, not the Johnny Blaze version. Um, which is still doesn't matter. It's the fucking your son of you know Spirit of Vengeance. It's Ghost Rider. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, not a smart bet to bond with somebody who can you know spontaneously burst into flame. Yeah. So it ended about the same way you thought you think it would. Yeah. Pretty much. But if if it could have held on. Yeah. How terrifying is that? Very. Very. The next one being equally scary, which is Doctor Strange. So. We've all seen Doctor Strange, um, you know, his thirst. Well, I don't want to call it a thirst for power because it's kind of tempered by his logic and reason. But we see the depths and the lengths he's willing to go to to get his hands to work again in the film, right? Um, you know, to and we're about to see the depths and lengths he's willing to go to to do some other stuff when Multiverse of Madness comes out. Uh, but uh, think about this symbiote who has a wealth of knowledge from other worlds, other galaxies, giving it to a man, the Sorcerer Supreme, you know, who can bend reality to his will. Like now, that's terrifying. That, let's just let's just examine this for a minute. Let's break it down for just a moment. Uh, Stephen Strange, genius physician. Uh-huh. Knows more about human anatomy than probably almost any other human being alive. He's just he's a fucking genius. Easily. Uh, you know, as, as a PhD, so even if even though he is an actual doctor, doctor, uh, he, he possesses a wealth of knowledge, especially Indeed. about anatomy, a font of knowledge, if you will. And on top of this, he is the Sorcerer Supreme, and we're going to give this gentleman a symbiote. Yeah. If, if if you haven't already shit your pants, you are a better person than me because I I've, I got a little and so head so out. so think about somebody who has a surgeon's knowledge. Using that knowledge to stab you and poke you and prod you in ways it knows you won't die to maximize your torture and your pain. And then it can use the Eye of Agamotto to back time up just a little bit and keep and doing do it, it all over again. But just leave you with the memory of it. You'll remember all just that pain. Bloop, bloop, and you bloop, get to read it over again. Yeah. Just think about that. Okay. Just think about it for a moment. And then think about this one because this one's going to fucking make you cry. The Punisher. Okay, so remember what we said earlier about the symbiote doesn't tell you what to do. It just multiplies your darker urges, okay? Frank Castle is a man who watched his family be murdered in front of him and swore that he would make sure that criminals didn't get away with that bullshit anymore. 
Okay. Period. Now, Frank Castle in and of himself, he, he doesn't mind blowing off a limb. No. Blowing off a foot. But he arm, he does arms, not mind legs. hurting people to get the job done. No. That's very does obvious. Does not give a shit. No. And if you know where the bad guys are, even though you're a good person, if you know where they are and you're hiding them, you are just the same as them to Frank Castle, and he will do bad shit to yeah, you. So there's, there's, there's a tiny little line that Frank Castle won't cross. And I mean, that fucker is thin, paper thin, razor thin, almost invisible, okay? And that's just that. That's a, but now you put the symbiote on him. Bye-bye line. Yeah. Yeah, that was a. Um, this is actually from a what if. Uh, the what if the Punisher end up with Venom symbiote, uh, and it's fucking brutal. It's it, it's, it's, it's good. As, it's as scary as you can imagine it would be. Yeah, but it's it's a good read. So if you get a chance to read it, please do. Um, yeah, because one thing that Frank Castle has that a lot of these other characters don't have, not all, but the vast majority of these other characters doesn't have. He has military tactics and strategy. Uh huh. And he's a master marksman. And a master marksman. And knows how to use damn near any firearm that exists. Yeah. Not to mention he is a veritable master of hand-to-hand combat as well. Yeah. Now you give him enhanced strength and speed, automatic defenses. Like, that's disgusting. Yeah. That's like, I want him to do it again now. I want him to make a movie where he meets up with John Bernthal. And I want John Bernthal to get the suit. Oh, God. The John Bernthal Punisher symbiote. Oh, fuck. Take my money. Just yeah, take my just fucking money. Just shut up and take my money. I yeah. want to, I'll, I'll fund it myself. I'll, I'll sell stuff. I have things to sell. I'll figure out a way to make it happen. But there you have it, folks. That is blood. God bless you, sir. Thank you. That is our uh, God bless you again, sir. Thank you, They always sir. come in twos. Here comes number three. But that's going to be our deep dive into Venom, our retrospective, our character spotlight. We, we hope you enjoyed it. We hope you learned something today. Especially what will make you shit yourself. Yes. What is, what is, is Nightmare Fuel? Nightmare Fuel is the Punisher bonded with Venom. That's what Nightmare Fuel yeah. is. Or, or Captain hell, Marvel. It, it, four or five of those names we mentioned are Nightmare Fuel. So we hope you sleep well tonight. Yeah. Pleasant dreams. And we're sleep sorry. with one eye open, yes, gripping, gripping your, your pillow, pillow tight. tight. Exit <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, but that brings us to the end of the show. We yes. hope you've enjoyed it, everybody. And, oh, did you think we were going to forget? No, we've never well, actually forgotten quite a few times, but we're not going to forget now. All right, so here's what we are going to do. The Nerd Nest item from earlier, the both the DVDs for yes. Venom and Venom 2, There Will Be Carnage. Here's what we want for a keyword. All we want from you is not Carnage, but give us one name of any of the other Venom offspring. Guy, great minds think alike, my friend. Not Carnage, but any yeah. of the other. And one, we two, we three, gave you four, five, seven. Six, seven. We seven. gave you seven names. You got seven choices. Yep. Hell, you can put down all seven if you want. It's not going to count as an entry per, but that's all it takes. <coughs> Told you there'd be a third. third. Bless you, sir. Thank you. <coughs> yeah, but that's going to do it, folks. Make sure you join us next week. We would appreciate it. Absolutely. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, thanks again for tuning in. We yeah, really appreciate. We you really all. do. You guys are our bread and butter. Yes, you are. <laughs> butter. <laughs> I was, thinking, I was thinking about last week. Oh boy! Whew. So, from <laughs> from from all of us at Nerd and Knowledge, thank you for listening. I'm James. I'm Jerry, and, and we, we are first, first pick for podcast and last pick for butter. Yeah, for butter. I wish. We, I hope we're not last pick for butter. I want to be well, first. We're, in la- that we're line. last pick to dodgeball. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next time. Take it easy, guys.